0: I think we have to go back one slide. There we go. That's better. Well, good evening, Church. Good evening. Just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and thank everyone for the cards and the gifts my wife and I, and we're so glad that you're here on this Christmas evening, on Christmas Eve. The title of our message this evening is The Messengers of Christmas, The Messengers of Christmas. From long, long ago, the, there were the prophets, and many of them who foretold that their Messiah would come. And he would be their redeemer. And we can thank God that he is our redeemer tonight. Amen? Let's bow our heads and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time. Our prayer, Father, is that you would minister to the hearts of each one. We pray for the hearts of those who know Christ as their Savior and those who do not. We pray, God, that this message would challenge us and that you would just really bless each one. And we pray, Father, that if there are those who do not know Christ, that they would come to know him and as, his, as their Messiah and their Savior. And we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So as, as I was saying from long, long ago, there were messengers even before Jesus came. First thing of all, there were the prophets, the prophets of the Old Testament. who would, There was many prophecies about jesus and and the nature who he was and the nature of his ministry first thing of all we had the prophet micah in micah 5 2. he would talk about the place of jesus birth he says but as for you bethlehem ephratah too little to be among the clans of judah from you one will go forth for me to be ruler in israel his goings forth are from long ago from the days of eternity, but not only did they say where he was going to be born, but the type of birth. This was going to be no ordinary birth because this was a virgin birth, and in Isaiah said, the prophet Isaiah in seven fourteen said this: Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign, and behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. And we know that that is. God with us. Also, the prophet Isaiah would go on further and he would say who this child would be. In Isaiah 9 6, he says, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given in us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace. So he will be almighty God and he will rule. And there will be no end to increase of the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. There's many details about Jesus' birth. But not only that, But it would also talk about the time of Jesus' coming and crucifixion. In Daniel 9.25, Daniel would say this, You are to know and discern that from the issuing of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince will be seven weeks and 62 weeks. That means seven weeks and 62 weeks of years. That was 483 years from the decree of rebuilding Jerusalem. It will be built again with plaza and moat and given in the times of distress. Then after 62 weeks, in other words, the 69th week, the Messiah will be cut off and have nothing, and the people of the prince who is to come will destroy the city and the sanctuary, and its end will come with a flood even to the end, that there will be war and desolations are determined. In other words, the, the people of the prince would be Rome, and they would execute Jesus, and it would be exactly that 69 weeks as the prophet Daniel had spoken. But not only that, but the prophet Isaiah said this. In Isaiah 53, verse 5, he says, But he was pierced through for our transgressions. In other words, he was made a sin offering. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening of our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own ways, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. He was crucified not for anything he had done. He was not a martyr for a cause. He was the Savior who was put on the cross us. But also it says, the psalmist who was David said in Psalm 16:10, he says, For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, nor will you see your Holy One to undergo decay. It's very interesting that David said this, but Peter in Acts chapter 2 in Pentecost said to the crowd there, He said that, yes, David wrote this, but he said David's grave is with us today but so therefore he was not speaking of himself he was speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ and he would be vindicated in this sacrifice by not by going through death and being risen from the dead and this was foretold in Psalm 16:10 Also this is something yet future in Zechariah 12:10 Notice he says I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of application so that they will look on me whom they have pierced and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son and they will weep bitterly over him like the bitter weeping over a firstborn. This is yet future. This is not the first coming of Christ. This is the second coming of Christ. And Israel will realize who their Messiah is, and when he comes, and they will look upon him whom they have pierced, and they will weep because of what they had done. The Messiah also will rule over all kingdoms. Now this is in Daniel chapter 2. And I want you to understand that this was in light of Daniel. He was was, uh, in Babylon, and there was the king of Babylon named Nebuchadnezzar, and he had a dream. And he had a dream of statue of a statue that uh, represented all the gentile kingdoms that would deal with Israel. Now listen to what Daniel says here, because this is talking about the Messiah ruling over all kingdoms. He says, "You can you continued looking until a stone was cut off without hands, and it struck the it struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and crushed them. Then the iron, the clay." The bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed all at the same time and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors and the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them was found. But the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This was by the prophet Daniel talking about the Lord Jesus Christ and his millennial reign. So, these prophets of old, they foretold not only where Jesus was born, but how he was to be born, and all sorts of different things about Jesus being our sin offering, all sorts of prophecies pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ. The second messenger of Christmas was the angel Gabriel, who spoke to Mary. In Luke 1.30, it says this, The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, Now watch this. How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will is will be impossible with god mary said behold the bond slave of the lord may be done to me according to your word and the angel departed from her notice how we said in isaiah 7 14 it talks about a virgin birth and here we see it fulfilled in luke chapter 1. amen but the third group was the shepherds and the angels It's an amazing thing. Listen to me very carefully. It's an amazing thing that the shepherds, they didn't appear before kings. They didn't appear before the Sanhedrin. They didn't uh, appear before the religious crowd. They appeared to the lowest in society. And the reason for that is that Jesus Christ was the Redeemer of all people, not just a certain few. So in the shepherds and the angels in Luke chapter 2, it says in the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is well-pleased. Notice, sometimes you see in a Christmas card, it'll say, peace on earth, or peace on earth, goodwill towards men. It always, many times, it leaves out that phrase, with whom he is well pleased. With whom he is well pleased? With whom he is well pleased are those who are reconciled to God through the cross of Jesus Christ. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem, Then, and see this thing that that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. And when they had seen this, notice this, they had made known the statement which had been told them about this child. Can you imagine Mary and Joseph when they hear this? The angels appeared to the shepherds and told them to come to worship the Christ child. And all that heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. The next one is Simeon and Anna. We see Simeon there in the center. He's holding the Christ child. And Anna's on the left-hand side, the old, older woman, and Joseph and Mary. So in Luke 2, 21, it says, And when eight days had passed before his circumcision, his name was then called Jesus, the name given by the angels before he was conceived in the womb. Then the days of their purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed. They brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout looking for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the Lord, then he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, because he realized that the promise had been fulfilled. He had to have the unresting spirit to guide him because there was many, probably many boys that that day, young infants, that were being dedicated. How could he know? It's because God, God had promised him and God fulfilled his promise and showed him who the Messiah was. And he says, now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. Notice all peoples, not just the Jews, but the Jews and Gentiles. And he, he, he explains that. A light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And his father and mother were amazed at the things which were being said about him. Now watch this. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel and for a sign to be opposed. And a sword will pierce even your own soul to the end that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Yes, Jesus' life would be controversial. controversial, And his mother realized that from this saying. And then there was Anna. He says, And there was a prophetess Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher, She was advanced in years and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. And then, as a widow to the age of 84, she left the temple, serving night and day with fastings and prayers. And at the very moment she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. You see, Simeon and Anno were messengers of Christmas, Simeon knew that God had fulfilled his promise to him. And then he was saying what Jesus' life was going to be like. He was a faithful messenger of Christmas, as was Anna. Then there was the Magi. The Magi who came from the east. It says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Then Herod the, the king heard this. He was troubled and all of Jerusalem with him. Now, of course he'd be troubled because here was someone who was now called king of the Jews, but not only called king of the Jews, but he, they also came to worship him. Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And they, he sent to the Beth, Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child, and when you have found him, report him to me, so that I may, too may come and worship him. And after hearing the king, they went their way, and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them, and it came and stood over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced, exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to the terror, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Can you imagine the Magi going several hundred miles to come and worship this child of poor parents. Obviously, he was more than what met the eye. The final two are, they're messengers, but they're kind of negative messengers. First thing of all, there's the chief, the chief priests and scribes. He says, gather them together, all the chief priests and scribes. He inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, and by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. That's an amazing thing. They would say this, but they wouldn't believe it. They wouldn't even go five miles south to Bethlehem to worship him when the Magi had gone hundreds of miles to come worship him. Then there was Herod. It says, Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And when he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. But again, we know that the Magi left because they were warned of God. But notice this. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked by the wise men, were exceedingly wroth and sent forth, and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and all the coasts thereof, and the two from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. So we've seen here now in closing the messengers of Christmas, and they were the prophets from old that foretold that Jesus would come. We also saw that there was prophecies of his second coming. And they were faithful to proclaim this message of Christmas. So I say to those of you who know Christ, who have trusted Christ, will you and I be faithful messengers of Christmas? Not just pointing to the major and saying Jesus is the reason for the season, but saying why Jesus is the reason for the season. And sharing the gospel because that is, that's how we can be the messenger of Christmas. The, 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 the message of Christmas goes beyond the manger to the cross. And finally, to those who are not trusted in Christ, you've heard this Christmas message. And will you respond to that message? That's my question to you. You may say, do you think, you may say, well, you know, I'm a good person. In fact, you know, I've got the Christmas spirit. I've done nice things for people. And I think I'm a nice person. I'm certainly, not, I'm certainly not as bad as the person down the street. But the point is this. If you and I could make it to heaven, be approved by God, by means of good works, then Jesus wouldn't have had to come. Because that's why Jesus came. He came to become a man. And die on the cross for our sins. And pay that price for sins. He that knew no sin became sin. That we might be made the very righteousness of God in him. So the point is, if you went through the Ten Commandments, we would say that none of us, we would have to be perfect. And none of us are. That's the reason why Jesus had to go to the cross. So you may have a gift exchange but God wants to do an exchange with you. You give him your sin and he gives you his righteousness so that he can be just in justifying you. No wonder in 2 Corinthians 9 15 it says thanks to God for his indescribable gift. Will you receive that gift? Will you put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? And let me say this, if you do Christmas will never be the same. Let's bow our heads and pray. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for our time here together. We pray, Father, for those who don't know you, that you would welcome Jesus into your heart as your Savior and Lord. And we pray, God, that we would be faithful in proclaiming this Christmas message as Christmas messengers. And we pray and ask these things in Jesus' precious name, amen.